Hello, my name is Meg. Welcome to the Unedited Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. The goal of this podcast is to help you both develop and enjoy the habit of daily Bible reading and prayer. About 20 years ago, at a very low spot in my life, I was convicted to begin this simple discipline. And I looked up years down the road to see how God had used this habit to heal deep places in my heart and do incredible things in my life. And so over the years, it's really become my greatest passion to help others get to know Jesus through His Word and through His presence. Through this podcast, I'm hoping to help you see the Word of God with fresh eyes, to learn to slow down with your Bible, and ultimately to fall in love with your Bible. So thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so incredibly glad to have you here. Today, we are going to talk about living our lives with the reality of eternity in mind. Life certainly is brief, and we know that the scriptures contain the promise of the second coming of the Lord, and I am somehow going to try to synthesize hours of thoughts down into a 15-minute podcast. We'll see how that goes. But I have had this episode very heavy on my heart and knew I would share it for today's episode, which just happens to be the 50th episode, which is really crazy. And I just want to thank you again so much for being a part of this journey. I'm so grateful for every one of you who is listening. And I did want to ask very humbly if you would consider sharing the unedited podcast, either just by texting it to people or on social media. When you share, those who are you're connected to with have the opportunity to hear this message that the habit of Bible reading and prayer has proven, scientifically proven effects in lives. That the Word of God changes and heals, saves and delivers, and that this habit has the ability to make radical transformation in lives that Jesus first of all wants to save us and then he wants to heal us and develop a relationship with us and so I just want to ask again very very simply if you would consider doing that it would mean a lot before I launch into the hours of thoughts that are going to be compiled down into just a few minutes I want to give a couple of prefaces and disclaimers first of all I'm not trying to be morbid my kids have teased me sometimes about being morbid I'm not trying to be morbid um, but I do want to talk about a very sober topic and I really 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 cannot overemphasize this this episode is not to cause fear or condemnation or shame or regret I believe all of those things are from the enemy he would love to consume us with what we haven't been with our past with our failures with our wasted time that's not from God that's condemnation that's from the enemy which pushes us down leads to despair, makes us feel like we'll never be better, we cannot do better, but conviction is from God. And the question I'm going to pose today is a question that was posed to me and convicted me and caused me to act. And that's what conviction does. It gives us hope for a future. Conviction allows us to change. And conviction allows us to walk forward in obedience. There's a line that my tax preparer said to me years ago. She said, You can't do before, you can only do now. And that is so true of life. We cannot erase our past. We cannot erase, again, wasted time. 
all we can do is say, I've got today and I'm going to do better today. I'm going to make baby steps into a better future. So you can't do before, you can only do now. And I just want to say that so emphatically. And this episode is for all of us really to remember what is true and real in life. Again, not to beat us up with what we haven't done, but to look ahead with wisdom and with clarity and to use today for the glory of God because today is all we've been promised and we need to act in faith and steward what we have now and what we have left. A little backstory for this episode now that we've had five minutes of disclaimers. Um, One year ago on April 11th, one of the associate pastors at our church, Nate Peterson, preached a sermon called Yet a Little While and it was such a good sermon. It was about the great hope of the church that Jesus is coming back for his bride, for a people that is set apart for him, washed in his blood, and that life is not final and we're living for heaven. And at the end of his sermon, Nate asked the question, what would you do if you had one week left? And I remember that moment with such crystal clarity in my mind. And I walked up to the front at the conclusion of that sermon and I raised my hands and I just said, God, I would start the podcast if I had one week left. At that point, I had been working on it for about seven months, and I really just could not work up the courage. And also, I just couldn't get it together technically. It stretched me in every way. But when he preached that, I just made up my mind. And six days later, the unedited podcast was born. It was something I had carried a very heavy burden for, and it was something I really knew that God had impressed on my heart. And so I just jumped off the diving board finally when that question was spoken and did it. And this year, one year later, I've been reminded of that question. And I am determined that if I had one week left, I would publish the book that I've been working on for seven years. I have been facing insane levels of intimidation. I won't bore you with all the details. But... If I had one week left, that's what I would do. No matter if all the voices that are in my head are true, I would still do it. If I had one week left, I would just face the fear of looking foolish. I'd operate in obedience to what the Lord laid on my heart. I'd stop allowing my perfectionism to keep me from doing it. Maybe it's not perfect. Yes, it could be better. It's not a quote-unquote professional product. But I would, again, just jump off the diving board and do it. And so today, I want to pose that same question to you that Nate posed to our church one year ago today. If you had one week left, what would you do? The reality is that we will all either die or we're going to meet Jesus when he comes back. The Bible says that every knee is going to bow. Everybody's going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord Revelation twenty two twelve says, Behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give to every man according to his work. And time, this expanse of time that we're in, and life have an expiration date. We are instructed in the word of God to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. We're told to think about these things. And I'm sure the answer to that question would probably be different for everybody. We're all at different places in life. And I have no idea who will end up hearing this episode and maybe where you are or what you're facing. But these are important things for each of us to think about. 
And I just want to talk about a few options of things we might do if we only had one week left. And before I go through this little list, I want to offer one more disclaimer. I'm not telling you to follow some crazy dream to be a Broadway star or some crazy dream to, I don't even know, fill in the blank. Our dreams and our calling should be vetted by the spiritual authorities in our lives, by a pastor. A lot of times they have timing associated with them. And so that's another little disclaimer. But even with that said, the reality remains, if we had one week left, what would we do? Would we get right with God? Maybe we'd teach a Bible study. Maybe that's something that's been very fearful for us. Would we share our faith? Would we sit down with somebody and expound unto them the way of God more perfectly as Aquila and Priscilla did to Apollos in Acts chapter 18? Would we use a talent that we've buried in fear? Would we love better? Would we forgive somebody or apologize for something? Would we reconcile with someone? Maybe we would talk to our pastor about a burden or a call that we feel God's placed on our heart and we've been afraid to mention. Maybe we'd just start a project. Maybe we're not at the point of concluding a project, but maybe we would start a project. Would we send a card? Would we decide to start the habit of Bible reading and prayer? Would we decide that we are going to get to know Jesus? If we're going to meet him in a week, we're going to get to know him. Would we figure out what his word requires for salvation? Would we be baptized in Jesus' name as the apostles were in the book of Acts? Maybe we'd stop spending so much time on social media and movies, maybe even on news, knowing that these things are temporal, that everything we're living in right now is going to pass away and what really matters are eternal investments. Maybe we'd schedule coffee and parties with friends as opposed to sitting around and binging on Netflix. Maybe we'd pray. What would we do if we knew we had one week left? And again, none of this is meant to be condemning, just thought-provoking. It convicted me, and it, it may be hard to hear, but again, I've had this message on my heart so heavily for a few weeks and knew I was to share it today. And so this is just a reminder to each of us, eternity is the reality. But there's hope. If you are 99, if you're 101, if you're 120, you still have today. God is the God who saved the thief on the cross in the final moments of his life. He's the God who told John to write in Revelation to strengthen the things that remain. He didn't say grieve the things that are lost, but strengthen the things that remain. In his word, it says a bruised reed he will not break and a smoking flax he will not quench. If there is a spark of life or a glimmer of hope, he will fan that flame. He will restore what's been broken and he will not despise you for what's gone. He wants to help you use what's left for his glory. We've got today. It might be all we have, but let's do our best in it. Let's use it for his glory. Let's love like there's no tomorrow. And let's live like we have one week left. Today, I'm going to share an unedited entry called When They Close the Lid along a similar lines. But again, I felt very heavily to share this little thought today. When they close the lid. We have been to a lot of funerals in recent history. 
on Thursday, I was at another and watched as the family walked to the casket to say that one final difficult goodbye. They took their places and the funeral director walked to the front of the casket and gently lowered the lid. Immediately the line when they closed the lid came into my mind. Maybe someone has said it before and undoubtedly many have written things and spoken things to a similar effect, but it has really stuck with me. My time on earth has an expiration date. None of us knows how or when we will make that appointment, but it is, after all, appointed unto man once to die. Unless the Lord returns first, each of us has a final moment and a final breath. No one has yet beaten physical death except Jesus, and each of us has a moment where our loved ones will say goodbye and someone will close the lid. When they close the lid, will I have done what I was supposed to do? Will I have completed the assignments handed out by my Creator? Will I have seized every day for the gift it was? Will I have lived a life marked and shaped by forgiveness or bitterness, love or hate, victory or defeat? Will that moment reveal a life lived God's way or my way? Will I have intentionally done my best to treat all people equally, rich and poor, popular or unpopular, friend or enemy, aged or child? Will I have taken all the skills and resources God placed under my management and used them and grown them for his kingdom? Will my talents, like those in the parable of the talents, be multiplied or buried? When they close the lid, will I have been spent on self or others? Will the investment of my life Who I was as a person have been ultimately for me or those around me? Will I have been a conduit for God to channel love and mercy and grace and compassion and kindness to those he brought into my moments and my days? Will I have repeatedly chosen joy over sorrow, hope over despair, trust over fear, and gratitude over entitlement and discontent? I most certainly will have come through my own allotment of pain and suffering as meted out by God in life, as will we all. None of us come through life unscathed. But will I have come out better for it? Will I have suffered well? When they close the lid, will my days have accumulated earthly wealth or eternal treasure? Will it be a life marked by success and accolades, but nothing that outlives me? Will my life that is but a vapor have counted? Will others have seen Jesus in me, the hope of glory? Will I have treated fellow travelers with tenderness and sympathy when they've stumbled and fallen? Will I have searched out the deep things of God? Will I have known his vast love and his grand plan of redemption? Will I have partnered with him in knowing what is required for salvation and helping others find it? Will I know and be known of him? When they close the lid, will I hear him say, Well done, for those are the two words worth living for. Let me live with the end in view, however and whenever it comes. As Moses wrote in Psalm 90, verse 12, So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. 
The veil between time and eternity is thin. Let me be ready for that moment when they close the lid. And so today, again, just a sober reminder to live like today is the only day we've got. Yesterday is gone. We don't yet have tomorrow. And one of the great things I've learned in life is that the enemy of our souls wants to get us looking backward in fear or in regret and in condemnation or looking forward in fear and worry. But we've got today and God's going to get us through today. And we don't have to be defined by what we've been or by what's been lost, but we have a God who is a God of the future. I've been thinking so much of Jeremiah 29, 11, where it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you hope and a future. He is the God of the future, and he has great things he wants to do in your life. He has beautiful things he wants to do up ahead Give him the pen. Let him write the story. He has a future for you. And let's live with the weight of that question on our shoulders. What would we do if we had one week left? Thank you so much for joining me for this journey. I look forward to meeting up with you again next Friday. If you have questions or to download a typed or a handwritten transcript of today's entry, you can visit meguneditedcom For now, go grab your journal and your Bible. I so look forward to the power of this habit in your life. This is unedited. This is for you. Happy, happy, happy times two million happy Friday.